I think the earth is saturated with divinity and it is constantly speaking to us if we listen. I love to learn from you and from others who are probably more in tune with their emotions than I am because I kind of know I've caught glimpses of this, okay. of just how there's a communication that's got nothing to do with words, yeah. with the divine. Free Falling with the coach and the counsellor, Daryl and Beck. Making sense of connection, spirituality and being human. So I suppose what we want to talk about today is how God communicates to us and perhaps what we can learn from how God has communicated to us as human beings in the past and part of that nature of God in that way and what we can learn from the past. Did God stop talking when it was written down or is there a particular way that God only God talks in this particular way or are there a whole bunch of ways? How do you communicate with God or how does how do you receive from God? Because there's probably a few ways you learn about God or anything like that. Yeah, I think that's... And yours, you, you've got a few gifts in that area as well. So that makes it more extraordinary in some ways, or maybe very ordinary that we don't always just connect with. Yeah. I think for a really long time, I just kind of assumed that everyone connected to the spiritual realm or God or even deep intuition the way that I did. Like we do that as humans. We assume that everyone operates the same way that we do, yeah. unless we really don't like someone. And then we've decided that they operate completely differently. And They're a different species. Exactly. <laughs> like men. No, I'm kidding. They are so different. I'm totally kidding. We're not doing stereotyping. <laughs> Just generalizing. That's right. Exactly. It's different. It's totally different. So I don't know that I have a set way anymore because I think for so long growing up in church, I was told that when I did these particular things like sing worship songs or listen to worship music at home or pray out loud or in my head, and so I guess I was told that those things were talking to God. But now I realize that I communicate with the divine through all sorts of ways that I didn't necessarily know before. And I found it happening through really strange, mundane things. So things like I'm really into this cacao drink that I'm making at the moment. And I really love preparing that. It feels quite sacred and special. Okay. And it's something that we do every night. And as I'm using these ingredients and all of them are natural and come from the earth and are used for nourishment for our body and stimulation for the brain. And that is communication because as I'm preparing these things, I'm looking at the way these spices have formed and the way that they interact with our bodies and the certain things that they turn on in our system to fight disease and learning just from that, from creation and the spaces around me and taking the time to be present and really engage with what I'm doing. So it's it's constantly shifting for mm. me of what communication looks like. And it, for me, I've always been someone that talks to God all day. Yeah. And so there's just kind of this always awareness of what's happening. Even now, like behind you, there's a huge window and it's super, super windy and I'm watching the trees and they do this dance yeah. for the divine mm. and... And it's almost like the divine kind of dances through them and they, they react to it. And that just, it affects my spirit in a way that I just can't 
Yeah, like I just see divinity everywhere. I can see something happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm like emotional because I'm deeply moved by it. Now I'm having trouble focusing on your face because I just want to stare outside at the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then looking at like the little berries that are formed around the leaves and the tree, we're constantly being spoken to. And I think being brought up in the church, I was told it has to happen in this really specific way and sometimes God hides his face from you and and if you're in sin or doing these bad things, God's not going to talk to you or if you have unforgiveness in your heart, God's not speaking to you clearly and you're not going to be able to hear. I just don't believe any of that anymore. I think the earth is saturated with divinity and it is constantly speaking to us if we listen. Yeah. And it is that listening part of us that I suppose different ebbs and flows of culture have turned off some of those parts of our brain or some of our senses around how we connect Mm. with the divine, how we connect with the Mm. earth in that sense, or we get through this whole rational thing where it's all frontal cortex that's all got to be that but there's ways that we can perhaps engage with the divine that uses all of us huh yeah like it's spiritual and something that I love to learn from you and from others who are probably more in tune with their emotions than I am because I kind of know I've caught glimpses of this mm-hmm. of just how there's a communication that's got nothing to do with words yeah with the divine mm. even between human beings I mm. suppose that sits in the realm of experience and raw emotion and sensing which mm. is kind of we try and put it in words but then it seems to um, become limited like that's actually not what it is we're just trying to find words for yeah. it so I'm trying to learn I like just to pick up on that again and just in my day-to-day trying to be more aware of that because it seems like that's a big part of for me as a bloke a big part of being able to enter into the fullness of life more yeah you know? yeah which is kind of understanding that I think for God is the divine is everywhere and mm. in everything mm. and is the purpose for our being and to be able to then just align or be more in tune with how that works rather than my little brain of you know what I've got to do right now mm. <laughs> and what I've got to do next and what I did wrong in the past and what yeah I I'm afraid might go wrong in the future and instead of that just to kind of to trust and, and be with the present in yeah, some ways which whole... is so tricky yeah. and I would say like I don't have your experience of being a man <laughs> but I do like in being married to one for nearly 18 years and raising one I do feel like men especially have been robbed of yep. this and have had this innate you know way of connecting stripped away from them by um what is now referred to as toxic masculinity and we are kidding ourselves if we try to say that it hasn't affected our spiritual lives as well as the way we do relationships and careers and you know all sorts of things but it has absolutely affected the way that we interact with the divine because there's this kind of plugging of emotions that I observe when there's a spiritual thing or or this rationalizing things that can't be explained yeah um yeah and trying to box it in and and again when i would want to learn now more and more about how life works created out of 
I suppose, love, the expression mm. of love, that energy of love. The way we've kind of bottled it up so much in our society is actually based on exactly the opposite. Like yeah. It's, it's around fear and it's around mm-hmm. bottling it and, mm. and locking it down and defining it and just making it into a checklist. Yeah, that's right. All of that kind of stuff, yeah. which is like trying to be certain about things and trying to be in control mm. of something that we are so not mm. in control of, that, yeah. that we are trying to be king of a castle where we're pretending really. yeah so yeah there's a lot in that and it, like we we come out of a, the christian tradition and it's interesting how like so, so part of that is we have a bit of understanding of and there's a record of it in the 66 books in the bible of how the god mm. of the israelites mm. kind of communicated over a couple of thousand years or whatever and that's kind of interesting because out of that and some of the fear-based ways of managing that dialogue we've come up with some really weird things Mm. in the western evangelical Mm. church ways of thinking about how god communicates us one of the ways i suppose i'd like to challenge specifically is that sense within the western christian culture that it's still prevalent today in the 21st century, which seems hard to comprehend in some ways, is there's a position that has been taken where we see the Bible as inerrant, mm. it's without mistake, that mm-hmm. this, these are the literal words of God, which seems a bit strange when you read some of those words. But it's interesting to see where that idea came from. And then, you know, it seems to have been lost in culture along the way. And now we've come up with this weirdo thing of trying to live in uh, a world today where we see so much communication, we have so much greater understanding about how the world works mm. and how, how the planet works. But that just seems not to have evolved from this referring to some of these texts and, and seeing them in a different way. Yeah. It seems to have been locked in at the understanding of the world in, mm. you know, 1541 mm-hmm. or whatever year it was. Yeah. So I suppose one way to look at religious texts and just refuting the, this whole sense of, uh, I suppose it was solar scripture, which Martin Luther came up with that in the 1500s. And it was in reaction to the Catholic Church of the time. And basically the Catholic Church had veiled the scriptures, the, mm. the Bible scriptures, and hidden it behind Latin. And to say that only special religious people with religious education could interpret these scriptures. Mm. And they would then farm them out to you and tell you what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing and Mm. what God wants and what God Mm. doesn't want. And even then, you know, introducing people into the mix to be the intermediaries between Mm. you and God, all that kind of thing. It's a very sanitised and clean, ethical-looking way of control, controlling people, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was completely... a development of a of a power structure oh, and how to for sure. yeah how to wield power and it was an alternative to political power with mm-hmm. this religious power that and I mean you've got the backing of the divine like you've got yeah. divinity on your side yeah. how could you possibly be getting this wrong that's right yeah and and political people have, and there was a whole vying of of getting the church on your side that's right and if you've managed to convince the faithful that the words that they're being told they can read or the words that are being spoken to them are inerrant and god inspired then like who's going to argue that Mm. so there was a big reaction so this was the this is the thing where luther came out and he had a whole bunch of arguments about what the church what the, the catholic church 
which was the only church at the time, mm. so the universal church, I mm-hmm. suppose that's the word Catholic, what he was against at the time. And he came up with this concept of sola scriptures, which is another Latin word. I don't know why. <laughs> well, why would you use that? Nobody knows what it means. Um, we're, we're saying that you can read the Bible yourself and you can get the meaning from the Bible yourself. And you don't need to listen to somebody telling you about what the Bible says. You can read it for yourself Mm. and the truth is in there. And then this old idea that the scripture itself was the thing that could be trusted. Don't necessarily trust the old church, Mm. but trust the scripture itself because all truth resides in the scripture and that's kind of been around ever since it was like a a pendulum from you don't need to know what's in Mm. the books the old scripture the old writings of people that have communicated with god and and have been prophets or just people you didn't have to listen to that so it's a swing from that to it's all on you now like you just you can read the words and you can get the truth for yourself and it's right there everything is true that's written in there but that's just actually resulted in more division than ever over the the next you know 500 600 years how many denominations do we have yeah as if no come on it's unity (laughs) (laughs) because now they look at each part of scripture and take it out of context and apply it to whatever worldview they might have at the time and you can you can pick and choose from scriptures and different religious Mm. writings and come up with whatever you want Mm. and we see that in other religions as well so let's say people from isis they pull out random militant texts Mm. out of the quran and then put it together and i've done a little bit of reading on this they don't even really say the same thing Mm. they don't say the Mm. the thing that they want but it supports their cause to um they've just used it it's just using the sacred texts to support their own way of looking at the world or their own argument and uh, it's a really broken way to use sacred texts (laughs) yeah i mean i guess we do that every single day yeah with every piece of information that we are fed we process it in the way that we can understand and look at the media and alternative facts you know we do this as ways to get our point across or as ways to feel comfortable with viewing the world i think it is particularly dangerous when it happens within a religious spiritual context because it's like you're backing up the way you're viewing things with the knowledge that the way you're seeing it is definitely the way that God intended it. Yeah. And so you've got God behind you. And it means you can say all manner of things because you're saying it on behalf of God because you can twist what's yep. in front of you mm. to make your point. Yeah, yeah. And you can take bits from here and bits from here. Yeah. It's really scary, isn't it? It's and, scary and we, how willingly we yeah. hand over our own brains. and. And our own intuition. Yeah. Like we hand that over so willingly to people and think that we must be the problem if we're picking up inconsistencies. We've misinterpreted it because we must be the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We're neurotic with the the neurosis. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like you say, maybe it's part of our wanting someone else wanting to absolve ourselves of responsibility yeah yeah which we are again really really good at yeah and put the blame on someone else exactly if we screw up then it's definitely got to have been someone else's fault that's a lot easier for us to live with (laughs) yeah yeah that's right but again you know here we are Hmm. and we are 
I suppose I would say, I would hope that we're coming to a place where we're more comfortable with taking responsibility for yeah. our own existence in, you know, in a safe place, recognising that really creation is a safe place to mm. take responsibility and give, contribute and receive as part of an expression of life. <laughs> that is so powerful. That is really, really profound. You could not pay me any amount of money in the world or anything of value to me. I would not trade for what I know now about myself and the way that I function in the world because of the responsibility I've taken for my own life. And it does mean that it's all on me now. But the freedom and the beauty that accompanies it is just so profound like you you are able to see things so differently and you're right it becomes this knowledge that actually this is a safe place to do this and whilst there are bad things that happen around us for the most part we are held by this invisible structure of love and Mm. we are always girded in a way that we may not recognize but it's there we just have to trust that we have the tools inside us Mm. and I think In some ways, in some parts of the world, that is the story of spiritual development Mm. is coming to to that kind of awareness. It's supposed to be, I believe. I believe that that is so much of the purpose of spirituality and why it has to be a holistic approach. We have to engage mind, body and spirit because we are supposed to come to that conclusion that we carry a lot of power. Mm. And it's true. Let's skip back to the Old Testament and even in the writings of the New Testament of the Christian Mm. Bible, the 66 books that record the story of Israel or writer's response to the story of Israel Mm. and then the time that that Jesus came and the effect of the teachings of Jesus on the people around him. If we look at even how the writers that worked in those times and the, the speakers that were looking to work out what God was saying that are now written down as sacred texts, even in that there was there was no sense that there was one definitive way to work out what God was doing mm. right now or mm. what God was saying right now. There was a constant way of re-looking at events and reinterpreting what was said before and what that means now Mm. and and jesus was one of those that said you have heard it said Mm. that you know eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth what are it but but now i say to you you know love your enemies Mm. and so there's a reinterpret this eye for an eye and tooth that was written down in the Mm. by the old testament which was a reaction then against the ways then of understanding what was good and proper and the yeah. way to run a just world when before the eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth it was you hurt somebody in my family i wipe you all out yeah that's... and it was like a total annihilation yeah so there was been this progression and understanding and evolution of understanding who god is and then writing it down even in these sacred writings and you'll see you know we talk about inconsistencies mm. in sacred writings mm. and again if you're working on the inerrancy of anything then and that this is actually the literal god speaking a word of truth right here it seems that our understanding of what that means evolved and even for scripture writers those that were writing and, and trying to understand what god was saying yeah and hearing from god were understanding bigger and bigger things and yeah. reinterpreting what happened in the past and then applying new understandings to what that meant for them today yeah. and what it meant for their society and their culture and all of that yeah. kind of thing. 
And some of the stuff that was captured and written down, as you said, was a response to what was happening at the moment. And so you're not capturing a whole conversation. Dialogue, conversation takes time. You're just capturing a reaction to it. My husband and I were in Kmart the other day and we witnessed a sublime parenting moment. There was a mum shopping with her son and daughter. They would have been like around seven, eight. And the son had hit the daughter. And then the daughter had whacked him back. Yep. And the son was devastated, absolutely devastated. And the mum was like, you hit her first. If you're going to act that way, you have to be prepared for the consequences and for the fact that she is then going to retaliate. You started it, you must now live with it. I'm not intervening. And Jordan and I were like, amazing, beautiful. But you could look at that and go, oh, but she didn't have a conversation with them about how hitting's wrong and blah, blah, blah. Well, no, she's probably had that in another time and I'm sure she'll have it at another stage. We just caught a glimpse of an interaction and we could make any number of judgments on that. But that was what we captured and that's what's stored in my memory and that's what I could write down if I felt inspired enough to do so. I'm recording it here, so there we go. It's already captured. But so many other things. Yeah, it just uh, slices on the exactly. vignettes. Exactly. And, and, and then we take that as the whole interpretation of everything there is yeah. to know about that. Yeah. And it, we can't possibly, yeah. like there's so many variables in life and you can make one right decision about something, but then in a slightly different context, you would come up with a different result. Mm. It's interesting. That reminds me of an example in Proverbs. Now, I'm not going to remember the two verses, mm-hmm. but they're right next to each other. And one of them says, don't waste your wise words on a fool. Mm. And then the next one says, uh, talk to the fool and give yeah. them your wisdom. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. basically that right next to each other. Exactly. Which gives you, it actually, so in this example, it actually gives you a little bit of an insight and in actually how we are to interact with yes. religious writings yes. and scriptural writings in that way. Mm-hmm. It's all about use your brain. Yeah, like, that's right. Like, think about the situation you're in and is this applicable, is it not? And make a call on that. That's right. <laughs> and then if we take it further, do it on a holistic level. Yeah. So I personally get a physical pain in the upper right hand side of like my chest shoulder area when something's not right. Okay. And so if our mind is giving alarm bells and our body's giving alarm bells and our spirit's kind of going, mm, wait, something's something's not right here. We have to pay attention to that. Those systems are not in place for us to ignore. They are like smoke alarms in your roof. Mm, which shows that it's not just a cognitive, it's not just it, looking yeah. for the quick answer by Googling it or or by finding mm. a Bible reference mm-hmm. or it we've got to in, work with our whole body, all of our senses, and that the answer's not gonna come down as a fully written sentence on a page. It's gonna be something that maybe we have to explore. I always seem to start a sentence with, I was reading a book. <laughs> Good, it shows you read a lot of books. But it, it was interesting as I was reading this, it was actually talking about how we interpret scripture. In this particular book, was recently developed by a gay person in a a theological seminary trying to come to terms with how to read the Bible and whether homosexuality, transgender, and how we could integrate that better than what we've done in some Mm. interpretations. Mm -hmm. 
and just you know the solar scripture take that six verses and make that your whole belief system mm-hmm. kind of thing and one of the ways that she was talking about it was to look at the intent behind mm. behind the system mm-hmm. of thinking that came out so for example in leviticus there's a whole bunch of and we've talked a little bit about leviticus yeah. before a whole bunch of somewhat um, archaic and draconian laws mm-hmm. about how we should then live mm. and the solar scripture people would say it, it's still relevant today except you know we chuck out half of it because it's <laughs> ridiculous like yeah it's safe to eat sea fish yeah seafish seafish um shellfish shellfish shellfish. and seafood it's very shellfish or you know have mixed cloth and all that kind of stuff but her understanding was what was the intent of scripture and to understand that and the the intent of those laws was always to bring about a just and equitable Mm. society Mm -hmm. and one that cared for people yeah and but the expression of those laws then was appropriate for the culture of the time Mm. but as we look now we don't just hold us bolus take on what was appropriate in that just make that up (laughs) (laughs) never heard that before holus bolus good sorry yeah yeah anyway you don't take on all the latin that you've been keeping a secret from it is it is harry potter no it's not okay anyway so (laughs) so we don't take that wholeheartedly Holus bolus. Holus bolus. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. exactly what I mean. The whole bowl. <laughs> we don't take the whole bowl. That's we just right. take the fruit from within it. We Can take. Helping? No. no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we take the intention. So it's yeah. actually about intention of of a religious text. Yeah. And then appropriate that to our understanding of what that means for us today what the purpose of it was and then it's not the detail and the detail works itself out in Mm. your current understanding again uh, you know of what we understand in the world Mm. and you know that makes so much difference and in some ways it's so freeing when you start looking at prescriptive texts that you know a section of society is supposed to live by yeah otherwise if they fall off those tracks they're damned to hell forever but instead of that going ah the intention of all of this and all was to to be able to fulfill our lives and live the best lives possible what does that look like today how is god how is the divine connecting with us today through all of the things that we have come to know Mm. about how the world operates how i don't know even what science is revealing now and that even the latest findings in the 20th century in, which are progressing into the 21st around this whole quantum physics mm. thing which is really exciting mm. but really mind-blowing mind-blowing just yeah. the way that that's starting now instead of when the Newt- newtonian science days everything was locked down and, and mm. empirical you could measure everything and it could all be done on a checklist now we're kind of starting to understand that things are different so that's a whole bowl of cherries yeah, in that one but yeah. anyway it's interesting there just with the bowls today bowls yeah. stick one on my head and make a haircut out of it yeah <laughs> nice so so there's just a different way of looking at things today that needs to be taken as you were saying before about more holistically and taking in all of those parts of us that we now understand mm. you know we let it's not just about the brain and mm. you know our rational thinking 
But at the same time, it's not just about our emotional connection. And at the same time, again, it's not just about how our body functions and that's right. You know, yeah. putting the mechanics of things together. Life will be so much fuller. Is that the yeah. way? If we start to bring all of those together and bring all of those understandings together yeah. in some sort of yeah. self-responsible way. Yeah, we have been lulled into an amnesia of sorts i believe in forgetting who we truly are mm. and i love so much now that science and research is confirming so much of what we already know is that simplicity of life is actually the best thing for us and we have way overcomplicated things and industrialized things and commercialized it and if we bring it all back to this this knowing and this understanding and this connecting with the earth and reconnecting with our food sources mm. reconnecting with the literal ground with the water with the air really just grounding ourselves in creation we become so much more attuned to our own bodies to our minds and to our spiritual side and how we can connect with god and we have forgotten these things like there has been this induced amnesia where we have just forgotten that dreams are powerful and yeah. they're a powerful way of connecting and prayer and meditation and food preparation and making kind of offerings yeah you know the different rituals to, exactly mm. different rituals and ceremonies and ways of being and we've kind of robbed ourselves the Lash community is a community where marginalised people are connected with more able-bodied people in a kind of a group home setting, perhaps, mm. and they are all together, they're cherished. Mm. So everyone's, again, seen as completely valuable, mm. even in the, the difficulties they might have with their bodies or sometimes the way their minds operate or, or whatever mm. like that. And this there's a there's a kind of a togetherness of coming together and being part of a of a bigger body together mm. but there's in that there's that there's a celebration as well of some of the simplest parts mm. of life some of the simplest repetitive parts mm. of life and you were talking before off mic around how washing keeps turning oh, up yeah you know and there is a way that we can actually celebrate these cycles of mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. and appreciate that this kind of ritual is a way of being part of that yep. of working out that the the giving and the taking and absolutely the, yeah. absolutely i've written that down in my notes that i think many of us have lost connection to the symbolism that is all around like creation is a blueprint for how we're supposed to be living like we have moon mm. cycles we have yes earth cycles we have the people that sow the seeds and we have the people that water and we have the people that harvest and you know like and then cook and then like none of us were supposed to have the whole picture and the whole story all at once we were supposed to connect in these cycles and be reliant on each other and know that we're all bringing different yeah. parts to the table and and then when we've all brought something together then we share in a feast but it's only when all of us are there and when yeah. all of us have contributed something and we've forgotten we've forgotten that there is this simple way where it's already all yeah laid out for us yeah 
Yeah, and there's a giving and taking in relationship as yeah. well. And it, yeah, like even in so the the last example, just to continue on that, and just in a slightly different way, was with some were some in the community were unable to speak, but there's an energy about them, and there's mm. there's their smile mm. or whatever it is mm. that is is what they can give. I have goosebumps. Yeah, head to toe. Wow, and, and it's like. It's a beautiful thing when mm. we can actually start to look at. Again, it's the simplicity of it, but it's the cycles of giving and taking mm. of, yeah, of life and death and, you know, the resurrection of mm. that and that the kind of thing. And then seeing that just in the simplest rituals of our day mm. and the washing up, the cleaning of mm. things and the making things pretty, shall we say, mm. for for the pleasure of others. But I think that just the way that if we wanted to lock it into God, the expression of the divine mm. is in everything, isn't yeah, it? That's it's right. in the smallest detail yeah. of our lives. Yeah. If we have the eyes to see it. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I think even in reflecting just now how this conversation has gone like we kind of wanted to talk about a particular thing and we did a little bit but then it went off on this total tangent and that can happen in our search for the divine Mm. or in our searching for a way to connect that we think it's going to look this certain way and then it goes off on a tangent and we wonder how we got there and we think maybe we missed the mark well no actually it was an organic thing that happened when you connected Mm. and so we organically connected and had this conversation and it took another turn and it's no less valid or yeah making a point than if we had stuck to exactly what we wanted to say and we have to have that freedom to yeah because yeah. we started with an idea yeah. but it's actually bigger it's always exactly. bigger exactly it? it's always bigger exactly <laughs> just want to say that you guys are freaking awesome we are loving the messages and the feedback we get from you and um i think we're kind of really surprised and honored that you're still listening along with us and having a laugh and um i hope that yeah you're getting something found out of this or not profound at all depending on what we're spitting out on the day um but yeah we also understand that some of the stuff we talk about might be a bit sensitive and so you might not want to share that publicly but if someone comes to mind that you think would really benefit from hearing one of our episodes please shoot them a link to the episode and um yeah hopefully hopefully if it touched you it will reach them as well Mm. yeah what we're trying to do uh with this is to be really authentic and i think that part of being human Mm. is really what we're gunning for and if if that's we do it really well (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and if that's something that affects that touches you then it will touch somebody else and if you if you can think of someone to share with that would be awesome it's a way that we can get our message out and again though if, if you've got stuff that you're dealing with um and you want to chat with or connect with us personally then reach out you can reach out through the facebook page or um if it's even more than that you want to shout a big message to us then yeah. feel free to leave a message yeah. on our website as well at freeform.com so that'd be really cool and also if you contact uh, if you want to reach us personally individually and you want to message the free falling facebook page daryl offers coaching after psychotherapy we're happy to connect with you and um, help you 
you know, in your journey, if that's something that you think would benefit you, we are here to discuss that and work out if it might be a good fit. Yeah, absolutely.